0: And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So, girlfriends, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we have on the show Sydney Webb. She is the founder of Toto Foods Company. And what's so interesting is like Toto Foods has cookies that are made with adaptogens and really healthy ingredients. And I had my husband seen a try one when we first found this company like six months ago. And he was like, what? These are so freaking good. I'm obsessed with these cookies. But what I'm even more obsessed with is Sydney's story and how in today's episode, we talk a lot about confidence building and navigating like seasons of resistance in your life. And we even talk a lot about health because her story is so inspiring. She was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at 16. She then started working with a holistic doctor, changed a lot of things in her diet, and really started to see like food as fuel. And then as things were starting to get better at 21, she got diagnosed with cancer and had about three months until she had to do treatment. And during that time frame, she started really digging into more health related topics and learned more about adaptogens. She changed her diet, like figured everything out. And then she was actually cancer free at 21. And then she became a co-founder of Toto Foods. And they're all, about health and also not making a diagnosis your entire story, like it's not your destiny. And what's really cool about today's episode is we talk a lot about the confidence that it requires to chase your dreams when other people don't understand your vision. We talk about how devastating it can feel to get a diagnosis or be in that waiting period, which is relatable. Even if you're not struggling with something health wise, if you're in a waiting season of life where you feel like there are a lot of things that you can't control, we tactically talk about like the mental things that you can do to support yourself and how to really, you know chase your dreams and chase that big vision you might have for your life, even when you've got those moments of doubt, which are so human. So I think you're really going to love this conversation and we're doing something cool because I really do love these cookies. And I think that you're going to vibe with them too, is for those of you that tag me at Keisha Get Married and also tag Toto Foods Co. on Instagram with any takeaways from today's podcast, we're going to pick a couple of winners to give some free boxes of cookies to, And then also fun fact, for those of you that are attending. Empower Her Live, our event this September 22nd through the 24th in Denver. Sydney and some of the team from Toto are going to be there. They're going to do like fun samples and cool things of their cookies um, as they're going to have a booth at our welcome reception. So anyways, I'm really excited for you guys to hear from her story. I think this is going to be really inspiring to you in a lot of different ways. And without further ado, let's dive right in. Sydney, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, girl. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Happy Friday. I mean, I'm really pumped because I feel like there's so many directions that we were just chatting about that we can go on this podcast where totally. there's a lot of women that are going through like difficult seasons right now and not mm-hmm. seeing how maybe in the future, looking back on this exact season, this could be kind of what takes them the direction they want to go career or Absolutely. business-wise. And then also you are in the midst of really scaling and growing a company. And there Mm -hmm. is so much shit that happens that like (laughs) it's really hard to navigate in real time and really having to build up confidence in yourself. So I want to talk a lot about that. So before we dig into it, can you tell us like what what you do currently in terms of like what is your company? Describe what it is. And then Mm -hmm. let's talk about how the idea even came to fruition.
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, I'm Sydney.
0: I'm the CEO and
1: co-founder of Toto. Toto is, as a product, an incredibly delicious, ooey-gooey line of cookies. They're made of solely superfoods and adaptogens, no refined sugar, no chemicals, no additives. Um, And we always say that tasting is believing because we really created the cookies to compete with things that taste better than a Toll House, and yes. uh, so they're they're incredibly delicious all on their own. Um, and the idea for Toto came from my own health journey. I've had Crohn's disease for the last twelve years, and about seven years ago now, which is crazy that it's been that long. I was diagnosed with early-stage colon cancer. Um, So needless to say, in my 28 years on this planet, I've been through the ringer a little bit with my health. Um, But I am so grateful for what I've experienced through it because with my experience with Crohn's disease… I initially was put on multiple medications, and I think for anyone that has IBS or Crohn's, they've probably gone through a similar struggle of trying to be medicated and mask their symptoms, um, and that just simply wasn't working for me. And so I ended up working with an incredible holistic doctor who was really the first person that showed me the concept of food as medicine and was also the first person that told me that you know, I might not have to be on medication for my whole life. And there was another way to healing. And so through working with him, I was able to get off of all medication, felt incredible, got in the best shape of my life. And I was honestly so inspired by what was possible with the human body. And so when I was diagnosed with early stage colon cancer, I had a very different outlook on healing holistically and healing in general and what that really consisted of. I think that had it not been for my experience with Crohn's, I probably wouldn't have approached it in, you know, the same fashion. And so after I was diagnosed, I knew I wanted to do whatever I could holistically to support myself in the process. And I had about a three-month span of time before starting any form of treatment or taking any next steps. And so in that time, I went completely vegan And I met a woman who introduced me to something called adaptogens, which are essentially a class of superfoods that are known to help regulate stress in the body, everything from the stress of a cold to something as serious as a chronic condition. Um, They've been known to help with mood, sleep, anxiety, you name it. And so I was fascinated that there was this tool that was out there that I didn't really know about yet. and. I wanted to incorporate it into my my daily life. And so I went vegan, started taking these adaptogens every day, started exercising every day, started incorporating mindfulness practices every day, and really started looking at my life from a 360 degrees view of how am I taking care of myself and how can I really be setting myself up for success. And when I went back to the doctor months later… Before we are going to start everything, we essentially took another sample of the polyp in my colon to see what the status was, and the results came back on the polyp that I was completely healthy and cancer-free. And I mean, so- well,
0: like when you <laughs> tell that story, are you just like, can you tap back into that? Because I can imagine the, the fear, like for anyone even listening into this, it's like when you're waiting on something, like you're mm-hmm. waiting on a diagnosis, you're waiting to hear mm-hmm. back about lab work, or even there's a lot of women on their like fertility journal totally. journey, like you're waiting to hear about that. Like, how are you even mentally supporting yourself before? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously you were doing like health like you were focused on workouts, you were to- like, you know, really focused on being vegan and adaptogens and all of these yep. things to take care of yourself. But I mean more like mentally because getting a diagnosis that has the word cancer in it mm-hmm. can be really jarring and also other people's reaction like in your family. Totally. And how was that totally. mentally? I think that for me, to be totally honest, my
1: experience being diagnosed with Crohn's was maybe one that's not unique to just myself, but it was really hard to diagnose me initially. It took over a year of testing. And during that entire year, I was told, you're completely fine. It's all in your head. You know, we can't find anything wrong. And it wasn't until I did one test where I swallowed a pill with a camera inside of it that really revealed everything that was going on in my gut and they diagnosed me with this disease that has no cure, and I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. And I think, to be honest, Jeez. in large part, that diagnosis at 16 really helped to prepare me in the sense of when I was in that doctor's office, I of I felt so many different emotions. I felt anger. I felt sadness. I felt frustration. I felt like how, this isn't fair. And I think in the same moment after I realized that maybe I couldn't change the diagnosis, I realized that I still had complete control over my destiny and over my reaction and over my attitude. And I think that I never wanted to feel like any diagnosis had more power over me than I did over myself. And so... And I think I'm just such a huge believer from life experience and and watching others on their own healing path that the mind and mindset and attitude and the energy that you carry when you go into any type of challenge, especially one as serious as your own health, makes the biggest difference in the world. And I think if I would have shown up to it with a different attitude, one of fear, of helplessness, um, again, of frustration, anger, all of the things that are natural to feel, I think if I would have stayed in that,
0: um, I wouldn't have been able to find the progress that I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love hearing that because I think it's sometimes like when you're in something that feels really heavy or like oh my gosh, there's a lot that you can't control. It's mm-hmm. just reminding you to go back to the basics of like the things totally. that you can control, all your thoughts about the situation. Yes, and so after, so now you come back and it's like you don't have cancer, like you're clear Mm -hmm. of this cancer. And then what, how did even like Toto come about? Cause obviously Mm -hmm. adaptogens, that makes sense. But like, Mm -hmm. where did you come up with this idea? And also I will just disclaimer, my husband, Cena, like he has a sweet tooth for sure. I mean, I do too, but him more than me. And I had him try these, like, I don't know, maybe six months ago or something. And he was like, (laughs) this shit tastes so good. And I was like reading the back of it. And I was like, yeah, like we're switching to this. So during pregnancy, they're top notch. They're it. They're it. it. Uh, So how did that happen?
1: (laughs) So I grew up, much like your husband, a sweet tooth lover. I mean, I was the cookies after dinner kind of girl every single night, specifically Toll House. We would make them after dinner for dessert, I'm not kidding you, every single night without fail. And while I was going through my healing journey over the years – I really had to avoid processed foods to avoid flare-ups from my Crohn's. And after my experience having my cancer scare, I knew that how much ingredients and food made such a difference. And so I still craved, like any human, these delicious things <laughs> in life and wanted to find a way to be able to enjoy them and also be able to enjoy these adaptogens in a way that felt delicious. And it originally started with this idea of trying to get my family to take them because my family is not the superfood or adaptogen-seeking types. <laughs> and I, I tried to think of so many ways that I could hide it in their food, almost like how you would hide a, you know, your dog's medicine in a hot dog and they would think <laughs> it's a treat and you know what you're really giving them. So that was where the concept started of Maybe, if I could somehow find a way to hide these adaptogens in their treat that we're already enjoying every single night, I would know all the benefits that it's having for them, and they would just, you know, get to enjoy a really delicious cookie. Um, yeah. and that that was where the idea started. And I, uh, at the time was a senior in college, had no prior baking experience or culinary knowledge. Um, but after a year of testing in my parents' kitchen, like a mad woman, I landed on the first recipes that would become Toto.
0: Wow. So did you have a vision with the company early on of like what this would turn into and like... How did people that didn't understand your vision react to that? Because I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that you had a big vision, <laughs> but like explain kind of what that was like. Because I'm sure also senior totally. in college, like a yeah. lot of people around you, like because you become a byproduct of the expectations of your peer group, it's like a bunch of your girlfriends I can imagine are like, oh, we're going to go get jobs and like climb the corporate ladder. And you're like, I'm going to go start a cookie company. And they're like, <laughs> what the hell? So like, how did that go with the initial conception of the idea and vision?
1: Totally. I think so my... F- When I was a senior in college, I knew that I didn't have any business experience. And quite honestly, I didn't know exactly where to start. So I got a full-time job out of college working for Thrive Market. I was working in customer service. And it was kind of the perfect place to be. And I credit it for part of the reason why I actually started because it was the first place where I had people try the cookies that I didn't know and when I saw everyone's reaction and how much they love them, it was essentially the kick in the butt I needed to go out and start. But I think that's something that's always been important for me to talk about and think about, especially when it comes to talking to other people that are wanting to start a business, is that when you are in the idea stage or the infancy of starting a business, it is so fragile and delicate. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I told very few people about what I was doing because I knew that if I got bad feedback or people told me I was crazy, which they did, and I think that's to be expected, (laughs) you kind of have to brace yourself for the impact. I knew that it would discourage me from feeling like I had the capability to start. And I think that – we, especially the people that we really look to and admire, whether it's our parents, our family, our friends, people that we really look to for approval, I think um, I always recommend to just be cautious with how much you say in the very beginning. Because I think had I maybe said more and, and taken their feedback, you know, with more importance yeah. and allowed it to really dictate, you know, my future, I think things could have gone a very different way. But The first people I told were my parents and my family. Um, They, to be honest, I don't think up until probably six months ago, and I've been in business for about three years, really recognized that I had my own business. So I think that sometimes... You know the people that are closest to you, especially the people that have known you for a long time, and they have this preconceived idea of who you are and what you've done, and maybe what you should do. Um, I think sometimes it's hardest for them to to wrap their mind around it. But I think when you have such a strong why, and you really truly believe beyond you know beyond doubt that you have what it takes, even when things get hard. That is the only thing that you really need at the end of the day to continue to push through and and just move one more day.
0: Yeah. Do do you feel like... When you've met resistance, because like I can imagine mm-hmm. even early on, so you've got this idea, maybe you're kind of holding it close to you because you are very aware that it is so fragile that other people's feedback could like really hold you back, especially at that like young stage of life mm-hmm. where you don't have a ton of business experience that you could mm-hmm. look back on and be like, last time I did this, it worked. You're like, ah, oh, I'm new here. Right. Um, so with that, like how did it feel going into even this type of market? Because obviously we mm-hmm. know how good the cookies are and like you like standing out in a market because a lot of people get overwhelmed when they have an idea and they think like, oh, it's too quote unquote saturated, right? We have a lot of women in this community Uh that start podcasts and they are like, Keisha, you know, I want to start a podcast, but there's so many podcasts out there and trying to like wrap their head around differentiating, like Mm -hmm. how did you do that for yourself from a vision and Mm -hmm. mental perspective? Mm -hmm. I think
1: for me, like anyone starting something new, I was very naive to what the business really looks like and how people typically went about selling a product or getting it into a new location or meeting investors. And that is – it was such a strength for me. And to be honest, I think that if people valued their, you know – The ability to be naive as a strength in the beginning opposed to being a weakness, I think that they would go a really long way. Because to be honest, I mean, to your point with podcasts and the world of social media, I think part of what has made social media boring in many ways is that everyone's just trying to fit within an algorithm. And I think that the reason why businesses exist or People want to have a personality online is to be themselves and to do, you know, spread a greater message and do it in their own way. And so, in the beginning, all I had was myself. I did not have any employees and hardly enough money to pay my own rent at the time. And so, I didn't have the luxury of having a team or having marketing campaigns or even really knowing how to go about, you know, the first step of selling a product. And so, I was boots on the ground walking into cafes and grocery stores and anywhere I wanted to sell the product, bringing the cookies with me and asking to speak to a manager and owner And I started building relationships. I started having conversations with them. I started asking them what they wanted, what I could improve, what I could change. And then from there, started meeting more people in the industry. But I think that if I would have been focused on the fact that I didn't know anything, it would have prevented me from using that
0: as a benefit to doing things a much different way. It's so, it's so Sarah Blakely of you too, uh, like, it's like almost like being naive. And and I often talk about this too, where it's like, not knowing is such a beautiful gift because sometimes it it's like you, you get caught up in like, you think of like, even right now, I know a big focus of your guys is, is getting into tons of retail stores mm-hmm. like all across mm-hmm. the country. And if you started like little baby Sydney, who's like, I love adaptogens and I want to yes. like have this cookie brand and I want to like <laughs> take over the world. If you can imagine like the problems that you're navigating now and like the things that you're solving now like you didn't have the ability to do that yet and I think totally. sometimes people get caught up in that right where mm-hmm. it's like they drift off into like but I don't know how to get distribution it's like yes. okay girl future you is going to figure that out along the way no, no. and like you'll you'll like meet the right people so mm-hmm. can we talk about that aspect of it too because like how have you found like people to surround yourself with? like what have you been like focused on to get that support? because like being around other entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. people that are investing in themselves, like how has that journey been for you?
1: I think it's been for me actually quite a roller coaster um, yeah. and I've learned so many beautiful lessons that I'm so grateful for. um I think. One of the things about, you know, recruiting talent in the beginning, I think I didn't really know the true difference between good talent and great talent. And I think that's something that I've learned over the last really year, what the difference is between someone who can get a job done and someone who has the passion to really get a job done. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that to be honest, the difference between finding someone good and someone great Is in your ability to be honest with what you really need, stand in your power for what you deserve, and then communicate that. Period. I really think it's easy as one, two, three. And I think once I started doing that and was really honest about where I was, was really honest about my strengths and weaknesses, and was really honest about how we could improve that as a team, the pieces just started falling into place. I mean, this time last year, we had a completely different team than we have right now. And now we're growing our team and continuing to grow as a company. Um, And I think meeting the right people and having that ability to be honest is truly the difference between a company making it and a company not making it. Because I think you can be a great founder and have a great product, but – no one, no one can do it on their own. Yes. And take the village.
0: So, do you like? because what I've noticed sometimes that women do in particular, like I don't like to stereotype to just women, but that's who Mm -hmm. listens to this podcast. Mm -hmm. is like sometimes they start something on the side. Maybe it's a business or it is a podcast or something like that. And they're like, oh, it's just this little thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like, how have you like stepped into, because I know like networking outside of even just like your internal team, but like Mm -hmm. with people with other entrepreneurs, with other people in different industries is a huge part of growing a business in general. How have you like taught yourself to step up into your confidence to lead with like, Mm. this is where we are now, but like, this is where we're going. Like, get on the train. Like, do you want to work with me on this or collaborate? Like, how have you built that confidence? I think
1: two things. People can feel it. So if you genuinely believe it, they will feel it. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to convince yourself, they'll feel that too. I mean, I've, I've come into contact with, many different founders over the years and you can tell it's just an innate energy that you can feel from someone when they really believe what they're saying. Yes. And I think too one thing that I've always done even before this business is shoot your shot. I think that so many people think to your point of, you know, people even being afraid to start a podcast. They think that it's so many people have done it already. You know, there's already so many other podcasts out there in the world, yeah. why would someone listen to mine? I think that you'd be surprised how many people are actually going to pull the trigger and send that message or go make the effort to meet someone in person or be truly find a way to embody who you really are and communicate with people in a way that feels authentic to you. I think that so many of our incredible investor relationships or retail partners have come from approaching a relationship from a relationship perspective and being deeply passionate about what I'm speaking about. I think that, like I said, people can feel it when you're really in it. And when you are, it's contagious.
0: Girl, if you're anything like me, you have been thinking a lot about non-toxic products. Obviously with Sydney on the show today, we're talking about holistic health and how important that is, but even the things like your skincare line. So I have been using the products from ClearStem and I'm obsessed with them because not only is their entire skincare line um, non-toxic with no hormone disruptors, but it's also anti-aging and anti-acne. And I know how much research goes into these products and how much, They care about the R and D and educating consumers. So I'm just so obsessed with their entire line. I literally use their face wash, their scrub. I use their bounce back serum, which is like their Botox serum. I use their Hydroberry moisturizer and also their sunscreen. They've got one that you can just brush on over your makeup, and then they've got a a topical sunscreen because there's so much freaking crap in sunscreen uh, that honestly I could not recommend this line more. And I'm just really passionate about obviously like non toxic products in general. Yes, because I'm pregnant right now, but this is something that I was really concerned about even early on when I was working on just like hormones and wanting to get a bunch of crap out of our house and definitely off of my skin. So if you're interested in checking out Clear Stem, you can head to clearstemskincare.com. Use code KACIA, K-A-C-I-A, and that will get you a sweet discount on all of their products. And as always, whenever you check out something from the show, please DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you snagged. I love hearing what you're like, Keisha, oh my gosh, I love clear stem. I tried this product or whatever products you're vibing with because I only share things on the show that I absolutely am obsessed with. So go check them out. Let me know what you think. And without further ado, let's dive back into the show. Yes. And it opens up door. Like I just honestly feel like the universe just like rolls out the red carpet for you. Not like totally. it's gonna be easy, but like mm-hmm. if you can really step into it of like I I have this vision of of course, if you have a team, like you have mm-hmm. to be the visionary as a founder. Um but at the same time, I just think like other people are like, I don't even Know what she's doing, but she's excited about it. And like, I might want to be part of this, or maybe I can connect yeah. her to someone. And I've noticed so many times when I call my shot on something, like you're saying, that it's like you don't even know who you know that might know someone that would love to help so support true. you. But if you're not willing to say it, then how can anyone help you? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think sometimes so, we, we're expecting
1: people to read our mind, but yes. <laughs> they don't. Oh they God, don't yes. know that we, you know, if even if I, this has happened before that we'll be connected to, you know, a retailer that we really want to get into. And I, I know that they've known of Toto for a long time and I'm like, why are we in there yet? You know, I know that they'd love the product. The second that we reach out, they, they they're essentially like, you know, why have you waited so long? We'd be so excited to. And so I think it's about, you know, not being, not being afraid to also hear no sometimes, because I think that, for every yes, there is a million no's for the most successful companies and people in the world. That is the case. Um, but they're the ones that are taking the most shots.
0: Preach. So good. Okay. Let's talk about the investing. I know I'm going like all over the place, but I just have so many this directions I want to ask you. Is like, I, I want to talk about investing in yourself because mm-hmm. like you mentioned at the beginning, it's like when you're starting a new business, like you're, you're like barely able to pay your bills. You're like, how the hell am I going to do this? how have you developed confidence and how would you recommend other people that are like struggling with just like getting their skin in the game, right? i like mm-hmm. paying for maybe the mentor that they need or mm-hmm. their first hire or the course that they need or going to that event or whatever it is that like that first thing that they need to do, but it feels like they don't have the money to do it yet. Mm-hmm. How have you supported yourself? Cause obviously now you're having to invest way more. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to talk about investor relationships, but mm-hmm. in particular, investing in yourself and in your business early on.
1: Yeah, I think that as I somewhat spoke to earlier, in the beginning, yeah, really. it was, I was barely making it by. And I think that to an extent, this self care in that time was me doing everything that I could to make it work because I knew that yeah. if I did do that, I was showing up for my future self. And I think that's what so much of self care is about. That said, I think I definitely burned myself out, um, and I know now why. I know that in order to show up as my best self, I do need sleep. I do need. Yeah. To I do need to eat healthy, and I think that for anyone that's pouring a lot of themselves into a new project, sometimes you know for better or worse, we can forget to do those things. Um, and it might work for a week. But if you're planning to do that for a month, six months, 10 years, it's just not sustainable. And I think yeah. in order to create the best end product, you have to be coming from the best energy, the best mindset. And that's only possible when you are showing up for yourself. That yeah. said, I think that really only in the last year and a half have I really understood the difference that investing beyond sleep, good food, et cetera, in my own personal growth has been beneficial to the brand and seeing it grow. I think that the more that I've invested in things like therapy, coaches, really taking care of my mental health, really going out of my way to spend time with people that fill my cup, et cetera the better I've been able to show up for my team on a daily basis, be more creative. And I can't say that I'm surprised because it does make sense. But I think sometimes (laughs) it can be very hard to do, especially if you're feeling overworked and you feel like there's no way I could slow down now. I think that is almost precisely the moment that you have to because it will make all the difference in the world. Yeah.
0: When it even goes back to like that energetic, like vibration to where people can feel mm-hmm. if you believe in it, but people can feel if like you're in it in that moment also. And if you're not taking care of yourself or not getting the support that you need mm-hmm. outside of even just your business, it's really difficult to keep going. And, you know, on that, like, Obviously, you have a really big vision of where you want to take this company. Mm-hmm. How do you not get caught up in the fact that it is a big-ass vision that you might be further from? Like, you know, like that distance between where you are now yeah. and where you want to go? Sometimes we can get overwhelmed by that distance and label it as, like, overwhelming or intimidating or do that, like, you know, spiral downwards thing. And then we're on our bathroom floor, like, ugly crying and our snot mascara is getting yes. in our mouth and we're choking <laughs> on our skin. Okay, so how do you support yourself through those moments of doubt and also stay focused on the big vision and like, what tactically do you think could be helpful for someone that is especially someone that's newer in this space or experiencing like an extreme season of resistance where they're like, I don't know if I can do this or they're Mm -hmm. just like really doubting themselves. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think a few things on what to do tactically. I think that there are going to be seasons for everyone regardless of what you're doing that are going to be filled with extreme resistance. And I think that the number one thing that you have to have in order to make those times manageable and worth enduring is have a very, 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 very clear understanding of your why. And I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that, but I think there is a reason why I'm not the first person to say that because it is so true. If I was just starting this business for the sake of making a living, I can tell you right now I would not be doing it anymore. I think I have such a clear vision of why this product is going to impact so many people's health and their lives. And my own personal mission is to help people to live their best lives and, you know, feel loved and, and live, you know, to the best extent that they can. Yeah. And so I think when you have a clear grasp on what that is for you, it makes the hard times worth it. I would say another tactical thing is that when you are feeling times of doubt, I think it's extremely important to have mentors around you, people who have gone through what you've gone through that can essentially just be there to remind you that this is the path. This is the path that they've also probably charted themselves and it's not uncommon. Things happen, mistakes happen, setbacks will happen and that that's okay. That it doesn't mean that the world is ending or that this isn't meant for you. That this is meant for you, but this is just what it takes. Um yeah. and I think also um I think it's just so important to remember, you know, your own worth and your own power in all of this because I think it's easy to forget sometimes and especially if we've had a lot of things that have hit our self-esteem that you know who you are at the end of the day and you know what you're capable of and yeah. you know that it's essentially you against the universe and and just showing up every single day is just one more vote for for you in your favor.
0: Ooh, I love that. That's like a bumper sticker. That's good. <laughs> so, okay, so what it like what are you guys working on right now like as a company because the other thing that I really am passionate about is I think that like All of us, as we're showing up to life, we're testimonies of what's possible for other people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to just hear from someone who is an expander of like, this is what's possible. This is where we are now, but this is Mm -hmm. where we want to be. And it can even sound like kind of crazy to someone that doesn't understand the vision. So like, can you tell us about like, what's the big vision with Toto like where do you see it going and i don't even need a timeline on it because i don't think dreams have an expiration date but more so like yeah. where are we taking this and how are you feeling about that <laughs> and like what Absolutely. are the current struggles yeah <laughs> i think
1: i mean our our plan is for Toto to be a global brand i think that beyond cookies we'll launch other types of we call them permissibly indulgent products all made with really incredible superfood ingredients and adaptogens following the same format that our products now follow. Um, And I think beyond that, beyond the products themselves, my goal for the company is really to be a leader in the movement of food as medicine and to be a um, pioneer in policy around it. I think that it's so important for people to understand and if we can be the company that gets someone to eat a Toto cookie instead of a Toll House, or we can be the company that inspires people to start reading the ingredients on their food, or yes. my story can show people what is possible through making really intentional decisions through what we put in our body, then I would consider it a mission accomplished. As far as a timeline, yeah. I know you said there's no there, there's no <laughs> expiration on it, but I think you know we're we're really moving towards it. We have a really, really, really exciting year next year. And we'll be launching in roughly 10,000 more locations in the first few months of next year.
0: Oh my so, God. Little, little photo's on is like way. twerking. Like city, seriously whoop. think about like <laughs> the 16-year-old you and then like the senior in like college totally, you. And you're like, totally. Totally. Crap. Like even just saying that, because I think sometimes when we're like, when we are in like the build of something and we have this vision on where we're going, it's like, sometimes you can offhandedly say something like 10,000 stores like that's such a big freaking deal.
1: It's a huge I number. Mean, I mean, I remember yeah. being excited and I still am excited when I would close a location that was more than one locations. I felt like that was so productive. I was always like killing two birds with one stone. I got a yes. <laughs> now we're in two more places. Um, and I think I, to be honest, when you were saying, you know, um, yeah, words of advice for people that are, that are struggling if they're having moments of resistance, I also think it's so important to really deeply appreciate exactly where you are. And I know that's something that's always so much easier said than done. But I think looking at the last six months of Toto, we essentially went from 50 locations to now 2,000 basically. And I think that it's been such a reminder to me that it might feel like you're going up an uphill battle for ever. And then things things start to happen and, and life moves really fast. And I think I have so much gratitude and I look back so fondly on the early days of mixing cookie dough in my kitchen and hand delivering products. And I know that I'm never going to have that again. And I'm also never going to have exactly where I am right now. And while I think we're building for the sake of selling the company to an awesome you know parent company one day, We also, maybe that won't be the case and maybe this is something that I'll just want to do. I think that enjoying where you are and making sure that you're not just constantly chasing something in front of you makes all the difference in the journey.
0: That's such an important reminder because we also have a lot of women in this community that are very like achiever type. Like totally. I need to go to I the next am school that and, it, and, and it's like you can be both. Like I think you're mm-hmm. a really great example of both where it's like savoring the season that you're in, because to your point, you're not gonna ever get it back. Like mm-hmm. the, the beginning stage, if someone's in this right now, like that's listening, and it's like where you feel like you're pushing a gigantic monster truck tire yes. up a hill, and you're like, I have no idea if this is gonna work. And a lot of people yeah. can get in your head and societal expectations and like people. that don't understand your vision, but it's like, mm-hmm. there will be a future version of you six months from now. that's going to look back at your 50 retailers. And you're like, now we're in 2000. Like it's like whatever that, <laughs> whatever that story is for you and yeah. like how much you've grown. And I think that's really important for people to remember because it's so also easy to set a mm-hmm. goal and then have that goal be so far away and then you're like i'm only going to celebrate when i get there but you're robbing yourself of all of this fulfillment and joy along the way too totally. and like, all of those contrast moments which i think it's really cool yeah. the way you talk about this of like i remember being in my parents kitchen and like making this like first recipe mm-hmm. and now now here you are so to that for anyone that is like Maybe right now they're actually wanting to like change directions, right? Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. because there's like an identity piece that comes from, maybe you've done something for a really long time. And I know this isn't relevant to your exact season of life, but when you've done something for a really long time, say there's someone listening and it's like a director of marketing or they went to school to be a lawyer and now they're navigating something in their life where like, I have this idea to start something that might sound kind of crazy to other people, What advice would you give them about like chasing a dream in the first place, especially Mm -hmm. if they're struggling with that identity piece of, I've invested X amount of time into this. Like my husband, for example, was a dentist and he left. Mm -hmm. And like people in that situation, because we have a lot of women like that in that situation, they're like, I really want to do this thing, but I've spent so much time in school becoming Mm -hmm. this. So is it even worth chasing? Can you talk to chasing dreams? Totally. (laughs) I have a
1: lot of thoughts on this concept. And I think that um, what it really boils down to is just what we've chosen in the past and what we can choose now. I think that just because you've made a choice in the past to follow dentistry or law or whatever it may be doesn't mean that that's the choice that you want to continue to make. And I think that we forget that as human beings, we are ever changing. We are not built to do one thing forever. We aren't. And I think, you know, even the concept of college and school, I have so many thoughts on the, the this idea yeah. that we should be doing one thing for the rest of our life is kind of crazy because I'm sure I will do many other things after Toto. And I think that that's really what life is intended for. And I think I think about, you know, my future self. And if this helps someone to think about their future selves, what what choices they would be proud of their present self for making. Do you want to continue to follow the path that you're on? If you're not enjoying it, and I understand that sometimes there's, you know, a need for putting a roof over your head, totally understandable. But I think beyond that, I think that simply being nervous to follow a path because you haven't followed it before is is honestly quite silly because I think that we're meant to be beginners at things and it's awesome to be an expert, but life is so much more exciting when you're just getting started. So I think that knowing that you can make a different choice right now, like you can choose to do something completely different in this exact second that I'm talking. And that's the kind of power that people have over their own lives. And I think they forget that sometimes
0: preach like, yes, girl, <laughs> I could not agree more. And I think it's like, we forget that like at any moment in time, any it can moment. Be someone right now listening to this podcast while walking their dog, That's like, you know what, that thing that I'm mildly curious mm-hmm. about, maybe I'm gonna go do something about that or at least like try it out. So I know, mm-hmm. so you don't look back with the coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know? Yeah. So, I, I never
1: that. want to look back on my life wondering what could have been. I'd at least like to know that I gave it my one hundred and ten percent. And I think that's been my mindset when it comes to everything: relationships, career, friendships, family, hobbies. It's like I I want my life resume to be rich as hell by the time yes. I'm done on this planet. You know. Um, and I so think good. that the more experiences you can fill it with, even if it's not exactly what you hoped it would be, guess what? It's putting you on the next step for your life path. And I think that people forget that just because things might not go exactly how you want them to go either, doesn't mean that you're 100% still moving forward.
0: I just love your, per- I can't wait to squeeze you in September. <laughs> <laughs> Live. I'm so excited that you're going to be there. But okay, one last thing I need to ask you because for anyone that's listening in that is struggling with health things right now, Mm -hmm. like that can feel so debilitating. If there is something going on, like, and like mentally you're trying to wrap your head around it, what advice would you give to someone to help support them if they are going through something tough that it feels like there is a lot that's out of their control from like a health perspective?
1: Absolutely. I think, I spoke to it in the beginning, and this is a the concept that and the mindset I've that I've really taken on with my health, that your diagnosis does not have to be your destiny. Mm -hmm. I think, again, there's so many valid emotions to feel, especially when you're first diagnosed with something, especially if it's coming out of left field. There is a lot of anger, frustration, sadness, maybe a mourning for the life that you had, or maybe wish that you had. But I think. You know, when I tell people about my health journey, a lot of people's initial reaction is to say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I almost stop them in their tracks because I'm not sorry at all. I'm so grateful for what I've learned. I mean, the resilience that I've learned, the self-love that I've learned, the self-acceptance that I've learned, the the self-care that I've had to learn there are so many beautiful things to come out of a chronic condition and the mindset piece around it is everything. So I think that, um, remembering that, remembering that you get to use this as a catalyst in any way that you choose can be really empowering. And I always used to think, you know, One day, this story and this chapter, and I think about this a lot with various hard things in my life, this is going to be one hell of a story to tell. And I really want to be able to use this in a way that hopefully helps to inspire someone that just because you have Crohn's or you've had a diagnosis doesn't mean that it's going to stop you from anything that you want to do in life.
0: I freaking Love you. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. So thank Cindy, you. obviously for all of the women that are intending Empower Her Live, they're going to get to see you in person yes. in September. twenty-second, to The 24th in Denver and get to check out Toto. But for anyone that right now is like, I need to try these products, yes. tell us where they can find them from a retail perspective. Also, mm-hmm. maybe even like they could go up to the cashiers or like the managers and like tell them how they need to get more inventory. 100%. Um, <laughs> and also where can they buy them online give give us the rundown so <laughs>
1: we are nationwide at sprouts vitamin shop fresh market fresh time gold Gym. um those are probably the easiest spots to find us we're we also have a store like locator on our website and you can also find the cookies on our website at totofoods.co and you can also search them on amazon at toto cookies
0: totofoods.co go check them out and get ready to say hi to sydney in september and I honestly thank you seriously thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story i love just your perspective about building seasons and resilience mm-hmm. and like using your story to impact other people cuz sometimes when you're in a shit like show season it's like oh is this ever going to make sense and i think you're a living breathing proof of like one day you're going to see how the dots all connected so thank you totally. so much sydney i appreciate you girl thank you, thank you.